Anyone welcome to this week's Bromsgrove and Droitwich Standard Podcast with me, Tristan Harris. Now with me, I've got Georgia Oaks, who has started uh, the Bromsgrove Community Support Facebook page to help people with coronavirus or being isolated through the coronavirus crisis. Morning, how are you? Morning, thank you. I'm good. How are you doing? Well, we need you to be good, don't we? Because yeah. obviously, <laughs> with all this going on, uh, we need the people who are offering the help and support to be there. Now, tell me a little bit about how it all came about. Um, I had my nan staying with me last week when this kind of blew up. Um, and I was just getting concerned about how elderly people and vulnerable are going to deal if they're isolated. Um, and I know that she was quite anxious about the thought of being stuck at home and fortunately she's got a lot of family and friends around her but I know a lot of other people don't have that much support so I just thought it'd be better to set something up in the community to help those that are quit feeling quite anxious. I suppose that's the danger really isn't it because when everything's going all right everybody can move freely about where they go and nobody really thinks twice about whether someone can go and see someone else. Yeah so that was the issue Um those that are going to be stuck indoors if they can't get <clears throat> sorry Basic supplies, um, prescriptions, food, it's going to be quite difficult. And then something amazing happened, because you put it on the Nextdoor app to start with, you thought, I need a bigger audience, Facebook's the obvious place to go, trust me, our, our web hits would be probably half or a third of what they are if it wasn't for Facebook. So you put it on Facebook and what happened then? Yeah, I put it on Saturday evening and it was me as a member and then I added a few friends in Bromsgrove and I woke up Sunday there was like 500. By Sunday night, there was over 1,000. And this morning, we're over 2,000. So, it, yeah, it snowballed pretty quickly. And you've had quite a few offers of help. What kind of what kind of help and support are people offering? Yeah, there's been absolutely loads. I need to sort out different areas of Bromsgrove because we've got people from every single area in Bromsgrove asking it to stretch to Droitwich. There's people contacting us about Birmingham. Um, people offering to walk dogs, collect prescriptions, go food shopping everything that you can and you're, possibly you're imagine. A, you're a brave person if you're offering to go food shopping for someone in this climate. Yeah, well, there was someone that was struggling the other day, so I cleared out my cupboards and took things that I potentially wouldn't need as well. So I just dropped that off to someone's doorstep, and that's what we're encouraging as well, that it is for basic supplies, because um, I think safeguarding's been mentioned quite a lot, so that's something that yeah. I am pushing so that everyone is appropriately safeguarded and no one should be handing over bank cards or anything like that. Yeah. And do you think, because I don't think, um, you know, it was taken very seriously to start with, was it? I think people just thought, it's happening somewhere else in the world, this isn't going to affect me. Yeah, I think I think that until the past few days that has still been the case. No one's taking it seriously. And with everyone then stockpiling, that's just caused so much panic. So it was seeing some good put back in to the community that there are people that want to help. I just don't understand myself personally how these people have got the money, all the space in their homes, the store, all this stuff they're buying. Oh, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. So I think with the group, we've got 2,000 members there that are in Bromsgrove that aren't stockpiling and then offering the support because all mm. we're seeing on social media at the moment is that everyone's stockpiling. And that I'm wondering if people are stockpiling for other people, do you know what I mean? So they're buying stuff and then thinking, oh, I could look a right hero in a couple of weeks when I've got these and nobody else has got them. Yeah, I don't know. What, who knows what the mindset is of the people. So so that's it. So you've had loads of um, great support. You've got a form online, haven't you, that, that you can fill out. We're going to, I'm actually, I'm meant to attach that to, to the story that I put online this morning. Um, I'll do that and we're going to try and get it in the paper as well. So people can fill out the form a, if they want or need help and support, and B, if they want to help. 
Yeah, so the plan is that um, I have delivered loads on Monday to different stores around Bromsgrove. Um, people can collect from there or print it out themselves. We had support from Tommy, who printed me about almost a 1000 off for free. Um, so that was really helpful. And then people can print them off themselves as well. If you, The issue at the moment is those that want support, how we're going to know, because we don't want those that are vulnerable putting notices up in the window. Uh, right, so the okay. plan is to find people who will cover certain streets and get to know the neighbours so yeah. they'll know who is vulnerable and needs support. And I suppose that's the only way of coordinating something like this, really, is to separate it into areas and streets and things, isn't it? Yeah, and that that is the plan over the next few days that I'm going to do, but as you can appreciate, it's kind of... So did you anticipate having this, this workload <laughs> no, when, you, when you just posted this on Facebook? No, definitely not. You so, didn't learn from all them people who um, remember when they put a house party on there and 40,000 people turn up the next time. Yeah. <laughs> no, but the good news is, is you've got lots of support. You, you've added some more admins and you've got lots of people helping. Yeah, but if there's anyone that wants to help... The, with the organisation yeah with more organisation then it would be greatly appreciated yeah that's a fine because that, that wouldn't occur to me though you think like you've got all these people's help oh hang on a minute who's going to coordinate it so yeah. if you so if you so I suppose the, the designated the the thing to do really would be to have designated areas wouldn't it so you'd yeah. have people working on say some people on the Oakles or some people on Charford some people on Sidemore Rubri, Cats Hill you could have loads of different people yeah and the worst thing is because I'm not from Bromsgrove originally I didn't know all the areas. You need to get a map. <laughs> so yeah, that I had to Google the different areas of Bromsgrove because that, yeah. But Maps. We, we know we know that now. You could ask Tammy to print you one off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, I think um, I think the thing with them um, that is as well maps. People shouldn't be stockpiling maps, so you should be alright. Yeah. How do people get in touch if they want to get in touch? Join the Facebook group. Um, I've had a lot of people message me directly. That is also fine. Um, yeah, and it's just about them. everybody pulling together. As to be fair, it is how the, the community spirit, despite everything that's going on, there is a lot of community spirit out there, isn't there, at the moment? Yeah, definitely. We're having people post. I know there's a lot of people struggling to get baby milk. There's a post this morning, and some people are commenting they're assisting with that. So post on the main page, and definitely someone will respond. So rather than running around doing prescriptions, getting prescriptions, shopping, um, taking dogs for walks, it might just be a simple case of you have something and somebody else doesn't. Yeah, and, and think, they need it. Yeah, that's definitely what we're aiming for. Um, and especially the concerns about children not being in school. If people have got children that um, are entitled to free school meals, they don't necessarily budget to no. feed the child the dinners at home. So it's it's just supporting people through that. And people aren't able to stockpile. No. People will be ashamed to say, actually, I can't go and do my food shop this week because I only get paid at the end of the month. So it is about that that everyone's quite charitable in the group it's about everybody looking after everybody isn't it yeah, and in these situations it's better to have more people doing a lot rather than uh, more people doing a little sorry than a, a few people doing a lot yeah okay so a Bromsgrove community support facebook page people can get in touch there and the leaflets are available in the co-ops in charford Catshill, and aston fields also ascot's in aston fields and vicky's convenience store in licky so we'd love to hear from anyone who can help or anyone who needs help and we'll and I say we or you. <laughs> uh, Georgia will help uh, match up the help with those who need it. Thank you very so much for joining us and keep us posted about how it's going. Brilliant, thank you. Let's have a look at other news now. Um, at Droitwich CVS, um, that's the Community Volunteer Service, they're um, coordinating 
a programme in Droitwich to help elderly and vulnerable people during the coronavirus crisis. They're based at the old library. They already provide community transport and now they're going to be doing more things like um, picking up shopping, medication for service users. Um, Tonya Enderbury, the CVS chief officer, said in these uncertain times we're always looking at ways we can support our clients but also offer assistance to the wider community. Most of our volunteers are over the age of 70 but we aim to carry on as much as possible. So a lot of residents have offered their help and it's a case of just coordinating it as we heard from Georgia there. Um, It's a case of coordinating the help and making sure it gets to the right place. Anyone who wants to find out more about the Droitwich situation can go to droitwichcvs-volunteeringinyourcommunity that's on the Facebook page and also if you're not on social media you can call um, Tanya on 01905 That's 01905 A number of events have been cancelled. Obviously, we had the theatres go earlier in the week following Prime Minister Boris Johnson's announcement that people should avoid large gatherings at the Norbury Theatre and Artrix are closed until further notice. And there's also some other um, sad sad news for other events as well. Uh, The Garrington's reunion on Friday at Cats Hill Club, that's no longer going ahead. But organiser Mick Ball said it will be rescheduled when restrictions are lifted. Love Where You Live campaign has uh, postponed its planting of trees on the Charford Wreck on Saturday. The organisers want to thank everyone for their support in the run-up to that. This year's Pride of Longbridge, due to be held at Cofton Park next month, has been cancelled. The rally has been held every year since the collapse of MG Rover to celebrate the area's car-building heritage. It's also attracted thousands of vehicles made in Longbridge from all over the world, but that won't go ahead this year. The organiser of Bromsgrove's Walking Sports, Alan Gormley, has suspended all sessions till further notice in light of the COVID-19 outbreak. Among the sessions being stopped are women's only football, rounders, hockey and cricket. Sparkles WI meetings are suspended for, um, you know, until further notice. And also um, they have got their pudding club night, which was due to be their inaugural pudding club. And we had uh, Amory on the podcast a few weeks ago um, promoting that, but that's now fallen by the wayside. Jigsaw Productions, Something Afoot, um, the Palace Theatre um, has also been cancelled. We've got some news, loads of news and information on our websites about coronavirus and COVID-19 and things being done. Um, the earliest, uh, the thing we put up this morning is about the churches and their response after all um, public UK worship has been suspended. Um, so you can find out more about that. There's a wealth of information on there. So bromsgrovestandard.co.uk, droitwichstandard.co.uk. Got a couple of, to lighten the mood, um, we've got a couple of standard shout-outs this week. The Golden Lion in Charford, John Sutton and Emma Wright. Congratulations to them. With the help of the Bromsgrove Round Table, they've got a 24-7 defibrillator later which is soon to be put on the wall of the building and uh, uh, that will be available for anyone who needs it um, following a cardiac arrest or other medical episode Um, the Sutton Brothers concert raised £450 for that in between Christmas and New Year and they needed £2,500 Bromsgrove Round Table stepped in and made up the rest of the cash so well done to them a big shout out as well to SNH Sportswear the uniform shop in Church Street in Bromsgrove they're the first in the country uh, sorry not the first in the country first in the town 
um, to become autism friendly. Uh, if you remember, we did a story last year about them offering one-to-one appointments for parents whose children had, had autism and weren't very good at busy shops, around busy shops, and then they can just come in in a quiet time. Um, so they've um, that's part of the award, but they've also, they're also now hoping that it'll inspire more people and more shops and local businesses to become autism friendly. That's got to be a step in the right direction, hasn't it? Right. Next up is Claire, and she's got some advice on what you can, what you should be doing or what you can be doing um, in light of the COVID-19 outbreak. Thanks, Tristan. Hello, my name is Claire Bullivant, and yes, I am at home self-isolating as I recently got back from Switzerland on a work trip interviewing some wounded veterans, a couple of which were put into isolation with coronavirus symptoms. I'm absolutely fine, I feel absolutely fine, and it's just a precaution, but I have been advised by the medical team to self-isolate just in case. I am lucky I can work from home writing and doing podcasts, etc., And I know not everyone can do this. So if you are still at work, there are still things you can do to protect yourselves and others with social distancing, etc. Things like being sensible with all the usual hand washing, not using other people's office phones and computers, and just being aware of the ways the virus is spreading and how you can protect yourself. Here at this newspaper, we've been looking into the latest news and advice. We also get sent lots of information, of which let's go through some of the main facts on this podcast for you. Let's start with some of the key facts. This virus, COVID-19, has now spread to at least 160 countries and claimed more than 8,200 lives. This was according to the World Health Organization last night. But when should you stay at home like me? When should maybe your whole family self-isolate? When should you just social distance? Let's clear up some of these important issues. The main messages are if you live alone and you have symptoms of coronavirus illness, COVID-19, however mild they are, stay at home for seven days from when the symptoms first started. If you've been symptomatic, then you may end your self-isolation after seven days. The seven-day period always starts from the day when you first became ill. That's important to remember. If you do live with others and you are the first in your household to have symptoms of coronavirus, then you must stay home for those seven days. But all other household members who remain well, they might feel absolutely fine. They actually must stay at home and not leave the house for 14 days. This 14-day period starts from the day that the very first person in the house became ill. So it doesn't sound fair, does it, on them, but this is the way it works. So It takes a while for the virus to take hold. It can lie dormant in the body. So that's why any household members, they might catch it from you on your day six or day five or even day seven. So that's why they need to stay in isolation for another seven days. And should a household member develop the coronavirus symptoms late in the 14-day 
household isolation period, as it says, for example, on day 13 or day 14, the isolation period does not need to be extended, but the person with the new symptoms has to stay home for another seven days. So I hope that makes sense. There's been a lot of confusion out there about that, but um, it's quite clear when you understand the reasoning behind it. Each person needs their own seven-day isolation period from the day they have symptoms, no matter how mild. It is likely that people living within a household will infect each other, apparently, or be infected already. So staying at home for 14 days will greatly reduce the overall amount of infection the household could pass on to others in the outside world. Now, the health authorities do suggest, if you can, to move any vulnerable individuals, such as elderly and those with underlying health conditions, out of your home to stay with friends or family for the duration of home, the home isolation period. If you can't move vulnerable people out of your home, try and stay away from them as much as possible. So this is what self-isolation means during this time. You don't go to work or into public areas and you don't use public transport or taxis, etc. If possible, you should not even go out to buy food or other essentials. The only time to go out is to possibly exercise and in that case, at a very safe distance from others. And if you do require help with buying groceries and food and other shopping or picking up medication, prescriptions, etc., or even walking your dog, you are going to have to rely on friends and relatives. So it's a great idea to swap numbers now and set up a WhatsApp group or get people's emails um, because we all are really going to have to rely on each other. Um, Alternatively, you can order medication by phone or online, of course, and you can also order your shopping online. So make sure you always do tell delivery drivers, though, to leave the items outside for collection if you do order online delivery drivers should not come into your home they've all been trained by now they all know the drill so um yeah just make sure that they know you're self-isolating and if you do have a vulnerable person living with you um they can't stay anywhere else during the 14-day family or roommate isolation in your household you i mentioned before minimize as much as possible the time you spend with them so there are certain things you can do um I mean, you might have to share things such as kitchens and bathrooms and sitting areas, but just keep those areas well ventilated and always aim to keep two metres, which is at least three or four steps away from the vulnerable person you live with and encourage them to sleep in a different bed where possible. And if they can, try and get them to use a separate bathroom from the rest of the household. Make sure they also use separate towels from other people for drying themselves and also for bathing and showering and hand hygiene purposes etc if they clean their hands and dry them on one towel try not to use that towel if you do share a toilet and bathroom with a vulnerable person it's very important too that you clean them every time you use them for example wiping services you have come into contact with and another tip is to consider drawing up a rotor maybe for bathing with the vulnerable person using the facilities first if you do share a kitchen with a vulnerable person avoid using it while they are present if they can they should take their meals back to their room possibly to eat and if you have one use a dishwasher to clean and dry the families use crockery and cutlery 
If that's not possible, wash them using your usual washing up liquid and warm water, but make sure you dry them thoroughly. And if the vulnerable person is using their own utensils, remember to use a separate tea towel for drying these. It's going to be very difficult for some people to separate themselves from others at home, but you should do your very best to follow this guidance as laid out by the government. It's really important. On top of all this, of course, everyone in the household should regularly wash their hands, avoid touching their face and clean frequently touched surfaces such as door handles, the remote control, tabletops. It really will help stop spreading the virus. We have been asked a lot of questions about cleaning and disposal of waste. Um, Health officials kindly sent us this information to pass on. So when cleaning, you should use your usual household products like detergents and bleach, as these are really effective at getting rid of the virus on surfaces. As I said before, do remember to clean frequently touched surfaces such as the door handles, handrails, your remote control and tabletops. This is particularly important if you have older or venerable people in your house. Personal waste such as tissues, if you've been blowing your nose, etc. and disposable cleaning cloths can be stored securely within disposable rubbish bags. So just get a bag, put them into the bag and tie it securely and keep it separately if you can from other waste. This should be put outside for at least 72 hours before being put into your usual external household waste bin. And other household waste can be disposed of as normal. As far as laundry goes, to minimise the possibility of dispersing the virus through the air, don't shake out your dirty laundry, but you can wash items as appropriate in accordance with the manufacturer's instructions, etc. And all dirty laundry can be washed in the same load. If you don't have a washing machine in your home, they do say to wait a further 72 hours after your seven-day for individual isolation or 14-day isolation period for the whole household. So wait 72 hours after that has ended when you can take it to the laundry to a public laundrette. Um, So that's a bit of a pain, but it will help curb the spread of the virus. Also, it goes without saying that during the isolation, don't have visitors into your home. If you or a family member receive essential care in your home, then carers, of course, should be able to visit. Carers will be provided with face masks and gloves to reduce the risk of passing on the infection, etc. But they will have been trained in this. Everyone else, please don't have visitors in your home. If you have deliveries even, get them to drop it outside. This is really important to mention. We've also been getting a lot of questions and chat on social media about pets. If you do have a pet in the household, at present there is no evidence at all that pets such as dogs and cats can be infected with coronavirus. So I'm still taking my dog out and running him around the garden. If you don't have a garden, it might be worth asking your friend or neighbour to help out or you can still go out if you need to to take the dog for a walk. Just make sure you stay a considerable distance away from other people and try not to touch anything. Alongside all the genuine medical advice, there have been many false messages out there that have been spreading, distorting all the facts on social media. So do be careful with what you follow and what you share with others. Obviously, there's still some uncertainty as this is a very new virus. I've seen things about not taking ibuprofen online, holding your breath to diagnose whether you have it, etc. Let's try and clear up some of these facts from fiction. According to 
to medical professionals, we have spoken to the NHS and ibuprofen is not recommended for managing coronavirus symptoms. However, those already taking it for other conditions should not stop without consulting your doctor. But both paracetamol and ibuprofen, obviously they can bring down your temperature and help with flu-like symptoms. But apparently ibuprofen and other non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs they're not suitable for everyone and can cause side effects, especially for people with asthma or heart and circulatory problems. So do stick to paracetamol to treat the symptoms of coronavirus unless your doctor has told you paracetamol is not suitable for you. That's the advice from the NHS. So that's one message cleared up. The next is holding your breath for 20 seconds. The online messages say if you can do that and not cough at the end, you don't have the virus. Well, this is absolutely rubbish. Completely false information. Do do be careful of all these sort of things circling around on social media and make sure you only take advice from the proper news outlets or the NHS um, website, etc. Your friends and friends of friends on social media aren't the best place to get medical information from. We all know it. Um, so yeah, let's just stop spreading those false rumours. So let's get down to the important facts. How do you protect yourself? We've all heard it a thousand times now, but really it's true. The best thing is regular and thorough hand washing, preferably with soap and water and for over 20 seconds. It felt like a long time at first, didn't it? Washing your hands for 20 seconds. But if you're like me, I'm actually getting used to it now and I literally will wash my hands after everything I do. And it feels good to wash that virus, whether you may actually have it or not, down the drain. The virus itself spreads when an infected person coughs, small droplets packed with the virus into the air. And these can be obviously breathed in or cause an infection. If you touch a surface that they have landed on, then you touch your eyes, nose or mouth. So it makes sense. If you keep washing that virus off your hands and sending it down the plug hole before you touch your face, your eyes, your nose, your mouth, you really are helping yourself not contract the virus. Also, obviously, coughing and sneezing into tissues and avoiding close contact with infected people are important for limiting the spread as well. Now, let's get on to social distancing. Most children are now going to be off school from Friday onwards. And even if your family isn't in self-isolation, it's very important to remember this isn't like a snow day or even a snow week or month for them. Everybody does at this time need to practice social distancing. That's that's what the experts are telling us. That's what the government is telling us. According to the experts, this means no playdates, no parties, no sleepovers. Don't invite your friends and family rounds for get-togethers. And it doesn't mean having your elderly relatives caring for your children. We spoke to a doctor at the Warwick Hospital who said this all sounds very extreme because it really is. The government is trying to create distance between family units and between individuals. It may be very hard as children, of course, want to play with their friends. But even if you choose only one friend to have over... You're creating new links and possibilities for the type of transmission that all of our school, work, public event closures are trying to prevent. So remember, the symptoms of coronavirus can take some time to manifest themselves. Someone who comes over looking well can easily transmit the virus to your whole family. So it doesn't mean you and your family have to stay locked inside your house 24-7 either. If you're social distancing, you can still exercise 
get out and take a walk, go for a run, play in the garden. But when your kids, you or your kids go outside, do your best to maintain at least six feet, they say, between you and non-family members. Also try not to use public facilities and don't let your children use playground swings and slides, etc. As coronavirus can live on plastic and metal for two to three days and these structures aren't getting regularly clean. So just best to stay away from them. Again, this all sounds very harsh, but it is the advice being sent down by the experts and will help stop the spread. If you're social distancing and do need to go to the shops for supplies, just remember to wash your hands thoroughly before and after your trip and maintain distance from others while you're shopping. Also, we keep hearing it, but please remember that hoarding supplies negatively impacts others. So just buy what you need and leave some for everyone else. The government has assured us we will not run out of food. We also have lots of local restaurants who are more than happy to deliver to you and even bring your food out to the car park if you want to pick it up. Please do continue to support our our local small businesses if you can during this time. Now let's go through what the coronavirus symptoms actually are. Now this is where it can get a little hazy. We've all heard of many people now such as Idris Elba the other day saying he's tested positive for the virus but has absolutely no symptoms. So according to the World Health Organization this can happen but for most people the symptoms start with a fever followed by a dry cough which can lead to breathing problems. A dry cough is a cough with nothing coming up, none of that phlegmy, yucky stuff you might have with a cold. And according to scientists, it can take five days on average to start showing symptoms. But some people obviously will get symptoms much later than this. So the World Health Organization actually states the incubation period can last up to 14 days. So without testing everyone in the entire country, which obviously is unrealistic at the moment, the best we can do at the moment is to self-isolate at the first sign of a cough or fever or if you think you've been in close contact with an infective person which is what I'm doing. It's not easy but it really could save lives and will really help flatten that growth curve that Boris Johnson keeps talking about on the telly if you've been watching his daily updates. Obviously early symptoms can easily be confused with other winter bugs including colds and the flu which are very prevalent at this time of year. So just remember if you do have a cough or fever or you think you may have been in contact with someone who does it might not even be the coronavirus at all, but it's best to act on the side of caution. So just to reiterate, the exact advice from Public Health England says that if you have mild symptoms, such as a new continuous cough, dry cough, or a high temperature above 37.8 degrees, which is 104 in Fahrenheit, you should self-isolate at home for at least seven days for you. If you live with other people, that is 14 days for the whole family. Now, this is important. You do not need to ring the NHS 111 unless you are worried. Also, do not go to your GP or A&E. This is the same advice if you have come into contact with anyone who has been infected or have travelled back to the UK from affected areas. Now, of course, if you feel you cannot cope with your symptoms at home or your condition gets worse or your symptoms don't get better after self-isolating, then the advice is obviously to use the 111 coronavirus service. And remember, at this time, 
even if you're not in isolation, we all need to practice social distancing. Everyone needs to do what they can to stop this virus spreading. Remember, for a lot of people, the virus could be relatively mild, but for many, it really could be a death sentence. So let's leave our wonderful services and the NHS for the people who really need it. We have been told that the NHS will contact people from Monday the 23rd of March if they are at particular high risk of getting seriously ill with coronavirus, and they will be given specific advice about what to do. I'm sure more information will come in later regarding this. Remember, whether you're at home self-isolating or at work, stay in touch with your friends and family and elderly neighbours and relatives on the phone and online. There are so many elderly and vulnerable people who it would mean the world to having a quick phone call, checking up on them, seeing if they need anything, just being there. It really could be the difference between life and death for some people. We're already having many wonderful stories of groups coming together online, putting isolation packages together and support systems to help those who may be vulnerable. We really do have a wonderful community here in our town. We will get over this and we'd like to thank everyone for doing their part. And if you're like me, self-isolating, you're not alone. It won't last forever and it's the least we can do. Let's keep each other company on Facebook and social media. We will keep you up to date with developments in the paper on our social media pages and also our website so do keep checking back often as we are often the first to report local developments stay safe everyone back to you in the studio thanks claire loads of great advice there make sure people you do take heed the warnings um, issued and look after yourselves please 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 stay safe I'm afraid that's all we've got time for this week. A big thank you to Claire for that. And a big thank you as well to Georgia Oaks. Remember, Bromsgrove Community Support on Facebook if you want to go there and to find out a little bit more about the project, how you can get involved. Or if you if you listen to this and you feel, you know, you do need some help at this time, you can find out more there. In the meantime, you can get daily updates, although it's been more like hourly updates this week, um, on our website at bromsgrovestandard.co.uk, droidwitchstandard.co.uk. You can also get in touch um, via there. And we're on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram as well. That's where all the conversation's happening. Please do get in touch if you think about something that you'd like to see covered on this podcast, on our websites or in the papers. All that's left to say is please do take care, have a, have a good week and we'll see you at the same time next week. <laughs> <laughs>